Hey guys, you want to know something? You can go over to patreon.com slash ompodcast and you can give us money to keep this show going because guess what? It's free for you. It's not free for us. So if you want to keep Jacob fed, because look at the kid, he's wasting away. He needs food in his belly. Give us money every month. Just a couple of dollars will keep Jacob fed and off the streets and um, out of trouble because he's a, a, a troubled a troubled young man. So if you want to keep him off the streets, give us money. Just a little bit. Patreon.com slash podcast. That music means it is Thursday night, and it's time for the Open Micers Podcast. My name is Jason Robbins. I'm recently promoted troubled youth, Jacob Craig. <laughs> and our guest tonight is an actor who you have seen multiple times on Law & Order. You've seen him on The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Please, we'll talk to him about all of his, his acting roles, everything you could want to talk to him about. Please welcome... Mr. Steve Ham to the podcast. How are you doing, Mr. Steve Ham? Doing well. How are you? Thanks for having me as a guest. I am really honored and humbled. Well, we're honored and humbled to have you. I'm I'm doing well. I have a roof over my head. Not for long though, because no one's you know subscribing to our Patreon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yes, I mentioned uh, you have been on Law and Order multiple times, not just once. You you've been on there multiple times. In multiple different roles. I mean, how? What? What's it like getting on on that set? And you know, what's it? What's it like coming back for uh, uh, different roles? Well, I have to make a correction for you on that. Um, apparently, uh, I get this a lot, and uh, um, there is multiple Steve Hams out there. So actually, if you do an IMDb search of Stephen P. Ham, with yeah, the, that's know, the one P, I found. Uh, yeah, um, I've actually never been on Law and Order, so it's it's a misnomer that people seem to happen to fall into. So yeah, it's the Damn same thing IMDb. that happens to it's the same thing that happened to me. Uh, okay. There's like 50 Jason Robbins, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to use Jason N. Robbins for my wait. Yeah. Shit, like, which one are you? <laughs> he's me? Stephen P. Ham. Correct. No, you're Jason yeah. N. Robbins. I don't want to have a podcast with you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were the original. No, I'm not. Well, a lot of the other he is an original. are, are yeah. uh, like grips and stuff like that. So. Right, yeah. yeah. There's multiple Steve Hams out there that are, uh, there's other actors with that name, believe it or not, and uh, yeah, other uh, movie set uh, jobs as well. So I had to actually go with Steve and PM just to differentiate myself. Let um, that but be... I do get a lot of the, the Law and Order things and a bunch of other stuff that, you know, just to set the record straight, I've never been on there before. So let that be a lesson to some of you younger actors out there. Is, uh, there's probably going to be multiple people with your name. So always check yeah. that, uh, the IMDB, when you're starting your career. So you may have to use a middle initial or a stage name or right. something like that. But one of the uh, things I saw, because uh, I actually went to the right IMDB, not like Jacob. Good for you. <laughs> I'm going to fucking kill myself, dude. This isn't even the first time this has happened. Like, I think oh, I'm okay. so cool doing all this research and bullshit. Fucking writing notes and shit. That you're God fired. Damn it. Get out. You're it's, off the podcast. I'm turning off your camera now. I know. Everything well, I, I wrote is you. just gone. 
I appreciate you making me look cool, though, but I just <laughs> I had to just set the record straight because I don't need people uh, from like a, a Dick Wolf set or whatever calling me and saying, hey, dude, you never been on the show before, but, you know, trying to, uh, you know, uh, set a, a bad example yeah. or precedent. So I don't want to get myself in trouble, but I would love to be on a Dick Wolf project of some sort. That would be awesome. Someday. Absolutely. Dick Wolf, if you're watching, he actually watches the show. <laughs> Dick Wolf. Nice. Get him on, get him on <laughs> Law and Order, man. Nice. Yeah. Or Chicago PD. That's like one of my favorites, actually. But uh, one of the cool things I noticed about your uh, your uh, your past is you're you were actually a helicopter pilot in the army before you became an actor. How take us from you know going out of high school, you became uh, uh, what a mechanic, then you became a pilot in the army, and then you went to acting. How does that take us through that that journey there? <laughs> yeah, that's a unique journey. Um, so basically, yeah, I, uh, after graduating high school, uh, my dad actually, he wanted me to go to a, uh, a, one of the military academies. And uh, of course, being 18, young, rebellious, you're like, yeah, I, I'm not in the mood for it. I wasn't ready for it. My grades weren't all the greatest either, but they were still passing. Um, so uh, I figured I needed to do something. But I was pretty much groomed for the military from, from early age. So I decided to join the Army and uh, got a job as a helicopter mechanic. I did that for about eight years. And then, of course, you know, you hang around pilots, see them fly and everything like that. You're like, hey, that'd be kind of cool to do. And fortunately, the Army does provide a, a flight training program. So I applied, uh, quite lengthy process, but I got accepted and, uh, and the rest is history. So I did flying and I uh, officially retired after uh, 23 and a half years. Wow. So uh, 2013, I retired officially and went right into a, uh, a helicopter life flight job. So I still fly to this day. And I do acting on the side. That's awesome. I've always wanted to learn how to fly a helicopter. That's one of one of the one of my bucket list things is to fly a helicopter. <laughs> well, you should definitely give it a shot. Um, it's much different than an airplane. I mean, I don't. I'm not qualified to fly airplanes, but uh, it's there's a lot more involved. You know, there's uh, uh, three different uh, flight control. Well, yeah, flight controls that you got to uh, manage and a bunch of other things. So it takes a while. Once you learn how to hover, though, the rest is easy. Well, it's a perfect skill to have because, you know, the zombie apocalypse is going to happen one of these days. And that <laughs> helicopter pilot yeah. skill you're going to want to have in the apocalypse. The only problem is finding fuel. As long as you don't get to go. <laughs> right. Don't get too close to the ground when they're around because they can jump up and grab you and then you're really screwed. Well, I don't know. Did you right. ever see uh, um, a day? Was it the day after? Not day after tomorrow. Uh. What was that zombie movie? 28 days later. 20, 28 weeks later, where uh, he had the helicopter, and he kind of mm -hmm. went along the ground with the blades oh, and just started chopping yeah. up zombies. That, <laughs> that's the Ooh. skill you need right there. That is the skill, yeah, no doubts. Yeah, decapitation works every time. So um, under here it said you've done improv, too, um, like comedy yes. improv? Uh, well, basically it's uh, improv. Uh, improv classes, basically, yeah, improvisation. So um, it's a uh, really essential uh, skill set to have as an actor, especially when you go in for auditions, because the cast director, whoever's in the room, can ask you to maybe do the character a different way or do something else different, and you just get able to think quick on your feet and just you know be creative and let your imagination flow and do whatever you can. So um, that's a, a very uh, key essential task skill to have. So I I take a uh, I do an acting class, private class with a, uh, a uh, acting coach out of uh, California, LA, 
And uh, we do basically 10 to 15 minutes of improv training uh, prior to the actual uh, acting coaching. So it's, 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 it's fun to do really. Yeah. I used to take acting classes from Jeremy London and we used to do improv a lot. Um, yeah. I haven't been since uh, to. I started taking from Gary Grubbs too. I'm not. I'm not sure if you know who Gary Grubbs is. No. Uh, he's a. Uh, well, he's a character actor. He he was pretty much your go-to bad guy back in the '90s, and uh, he's been on a lot of TV shows like Mash and things like that. Um, you you know him if you saw him, but he he does classes yeah. down here on the coast too. Okay. And he doesn't really do too much of you know like Meisner or anything like that. It's more like scene study. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, that's another good thing uh, if you're a young actor is take different classes from different people because you're going to get different, uh, you know, you're going to get t- different teaching techniques too from Absolutely. different acting coaches. Yeah. So what, uh, what draw you or what drew you to acting in the first place? Like what made you want to really pursue that as a uh, career option? Well, uh, so about uh, six months before retired, I just had this weird thought call my head hey you know why don't you try to take an acting class i don't know where it came from i was like you know hey sure why not so i did find a uh acting workshop i was in uh, tennessee at the time and there were some uh class or um establishments in the national area so i chose one um and uh it's called the actors workshop and it was run by a guy named alan dicer he used to be a full contract player on all my children back in the day but uh, so we did uh, basically uh, a weekend workshop of cold reads. And, you know, if anyone's not familiar with what a cold read is, basically you get on stage, they give you a script and you just uh, enact, you act out the script based on, on what's there. But you have no prior knowledge of what the script is, what the words are. So you're reading cold off the sheet and you're just using whatever skills you have to make the scene come alive, and the character come alive. So it's really a good improv practice, really, just, just to get it done. So. After doing that that workshop, uh, I was definitely bitten by the acting bug because it was very exhilarating and liberating to be on stage to do that. So um, I was like, yeah, I definitely want to pursue this more. So once I uh, retired officially and uh, moved up to uh, the Ohio area and uh, found a, uh, a, uh, a agency that would represent me, and uh, I've just been following it ever since. So there you go. So do you... Um says here you've done uh, some theater, too. Do you prefer theater acting or uh, film acting? Uh, it's totally a different skill set for theater acting. Um, that was it. My theater thing was actually back in high school. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, uh, I would do both, but I think I'd prefer movie acting personally. I mean, theater acting is, you know, you're doing it probably – multiple days of, you know, of a certain time period, but, you know, it's just, it's just different. So it doesn't matter to me, but maybe I would kind of prefer movie acting. Yeah. That's always uh, the thing with me is uh, theater acting always seems kind of scary because you actually have to memorize the entire script. (laughs) Right. I'm good at memorizing maybe two or three pages at a time, but that's about it. That's about the limit of my, my ability to remember stuff. Bro, you can't even yeah. memorize three jokes in a row. I know. Like, I, the older I get, I can't even remember my punchlines anymore. <laughs> oh, that's not good as a comedian. Yeah, I know. We had some. Uh, we had uh, uh, a ceremony a few weeks ago. The uh, the the awards for our local kind of comedy troupe thing, and I won the uh, the Alzheimer's award for uh, being able to forget my <laughs> my punchlines. 
Oh man, that'd probably be me one day here soon. <laughs> so Jacob, but, did you actually pull up the right page uh, to ask him questions, or are you still on the other Steve? Here he pulled the right page. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Yes, I put up the right goddamn page. Uh, <laughs> I, I have to make fun um, of you about something, man. Well, at least I didn't break my headphones before we went live like a fucking buffoon. Well, I got a melon head. What do you expect? Anyways, back to our guest, Jason. <laughs> uh, I do see here that you were, uh, you were on the series Mindhunter in the first season. Now, obviously, that was yeah. before it became this huge yeah um, the show so i mean what what was it like being on this show and then watching it just blow up you know and become a, a huge thing uh, it was cool to be in the scene um i actually it was uh i'm in the background for season one episode 10 um it's a bar scene um and you actually see me uh, behind the, uh, the three main characters so um it was shot in the uh the pittsburgh area and it was pretty much uh several hours to, to shoot just that one scene. Uh, the director wanted it uh, shot at least like 15 different times. And you see the, the different kinds of things they do and what everyone has to go through. And it's just, it's a unique experience. But the uh, interesting thing is that um, when I was applying for that role online, it was like late at night, one night. And then I'm a few days later, I think I'm walking into to get something done, some kind of errand. I get a phone call from my agent saying, uh, hey, um, so these people from uh, the series Mindhunter just called and they'd like me to audition for one of the roles. And I was just totally shocked. I was like, what? And uh, back then, <laughs> had I known better, I would just like taken a private vacation day off work and gone to audition. But I was like, well, I got to work that day and I can't make it. So obviously they did cast someone else, but uh, it was just crazy how what I really applied for. And then the next thing you know, you get a call to audition for one of the bigger roles. So, you know, hindsight being 2020, I mean, I could have been a, a series regular on the show like that by now. So, but it was still a good experience. Yeah, it's crazy how that happens. Uh, I've never acted before in my life, but I did have a chance to be in um, the movie One Night in Miami, which is an Amazon original. And I'm seeing that like everywhere in the media right now one night one night miami is just plastered everywhere and i'm sitting there like yeah i i chose to do comedy over going to do my role in that movie <laughs> it's like that's a huge mistake but, you, you just know, never we, know absolutely yeah there's n absolutely no way to predict what's going to be a success and what's uh -huh. going to be just a one-off you know one season tv show uh, no what, but you know in, in and, and with going with that, though, too, it's like you can't think about that at the time. You know, you just one, you have right. to be one happy or you know excited to get an audition. And two, if you book that, that's like the icing on the cake. But, you know, just to go with it, because, you know, maybe it will, maybe it won't. But, you know, getting booked for something, of course, is your ultimate the goal to book a job and get paid for it. So you just have to, you know, roll the dice and see where it goes. Absolutely. One of the I'm things... just going to tell everyone that I was too good for Regina King's directorial <laughs> debut. Yeah. One of the yeah, things I like to ask. One of the things I like to ask actor, actors when we have uh, have them on here is, uh, you know, I've done a lot of um, auditions and stuff too, um, in person auditions and you know self taping. Um, what do you prefer? Do you prefer to audition in person or do you like to to tape? That way you can kind of get the the perfect take and the perfect yeah. thing, you know. 
Yeah, I, that's that question been tossed around a lot, and uh, I I can't say I have a preference. Obviously, the self tape is easier because you can reshoot as many times as you want. Mm-hmm. The problem with that is though, you know, when you have to shoot it, let's say three times, you still don't like what you saw. You reshoot, you reshoot until you you think it's perfect. Well, at at some point, it's gonna go past what's perfection and just not sound like you're acting anymore. So yeah, um, the the recommendation is just you do do three takes. Uh, pick the best out of those three and send that in. And, you know, they're either going to, you know, get back with you and say, you know, hey, we, we want it done this way instead, or you won't hear back at all, you know, which is, which happens. But, you know, when it's supposed to be in person, you get that one shot one time, you know, so you better be prepared, know your lines, yeah. and just, you know, make a bold choice and go with it. And plus, you kind of, you know, you get to look them in the eye. You get to, you know, maybe, you know, shake hands or, well, maybe not so much anymore now, but, Right. Sh- yeah. Shake some hands, like maybe make an impression when you walk in. So honestly, I, I think I would prefer to to do more in person. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, of course, nowadays I think they're doing the uh, you know the either Zoom online or self tape just to weed out yeah. uh, the initial people that they think aren't aren't the look they want or you know they need a little more work on their acting talent or something like that. So it's kind of a blessing in disguise, I think, in a way for the cast and directors. Do you let it get to you whenever, you know, something, because I've auditioned for a lot of stuff, but there's been a few things that, like, I really, really wanted. Like, I got to audition for, like, Stranger Things and stuff like that, and just stuff that I really was just like, oh, my God, if I get this, this will this will change everything. <laughs> and then you just, yeah. you don't get it, and you're just like, yeah. Man, it's like the rejection is, <laughs> it kind of b- breaks you down sometimes. How do you deal with yeah. that? Well, I be honest, at first it, you know, it kills you um, because you're like, okay, you know, what wasn't good about it? You know, why was this person better than me? Or all these thoughts start running through your head. Mm-hmm. And you can look on many YouTube videos from cast directors you know, who talk about this, this whole scenario. And, you know, you just got to take it with a grain of salt. But, you know, anyone who wants to be an actor, you got to realize it's 99% rejection. I mean, mm-hmm. from, from the start. I mean, the odds of you becoming an overnight success, you know, or like, slim to none unless you're maybe like a celebrity uh you know uh uh child or whatever else maybe perhaps but um yeah it's it's tough it's something you got to work at you know you got to learn the job you know learn how to you know be on a set you know learn how to learn your lines learn how to act if you don't know how to act no one's gonna gonna pick you up i mean yeah. um so yeah it's it's tough sometimes but uh you just got to roll with the punches and know that there's always the next time there's always the next time and I just congratulate all the people, you know, that I'm friends with on Facebook who, you know, get auditions or book roles Say, hey, you know, good job, because at some point you're going to get something and then they're going to return the favor. So, yeah, uh, that's you actually, be supportive. that's a really good point you bring up. I, I don't mean to, to interrupt you, but while I'm thinking that's about it, that's a really good point uh, for younger actors is if you want to be, uh, you know, an actor, the best thing you can do is not only get in like a good acting class and stuff, but get in on productions. You know, become a, you know, go be a PA, go learn how to, to do, be a grip, learn how to do lights and things like that. Just be part of the production. That way you can see how things work and, you know, it, you make friends because the, the industry is pretty small. Like you make a lot of friends really fast. Networking is a must. And uh, one thing I've learned too, is that, you know, you got to establish and build relationships. So Twitter is like my main uh, pr- my main platform for social media for acting, essentially. So, you know, 
you find the movies you like, you find who the directors are, who the associate producers are, you know, all those other kind of people. And then you follow them on Twitter, you know, mm -hmm. and you just start to make, you know, you uh, reply to, to, to certain things they post, you know, if, if you like it, whatever. So they kind of get an idea that if you do it over and over again, they get to see a familiar profile, basically. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying someone's always going to come out of it, but, you know, at least they get to kind of know you, but you get to know them as well. And, you know, over time, you know, hopefully some, something could develop. But I believe in, you know, uh, establishing or getting the relationship going. You know, get to know me as a person, and you can see what I post. If you like it, great. If not, but then, you know, who knows what goes on behind the scenes? Someone's always looking. Someone's reading something you just don't know. So you yep. always got to be, you know, on your game. Yeah. If you could have um, your, not really, I don't want to say your end game, but what is your major goal? Do you want to be in movies or do you want to act like land a uh, an ongoing series like what would be your ultimate like oh crap this is it this is my moment to shine ah oh, god that's that's a tough one um you know i think the problem with tv series it would be nice to land a series regular or a series lead role it's just that you you don't know how the audience is going to react to the show you could go for a full season and get canceled and go half a season or it could be a real hit and you go on. But, you know, TV filming is so much different than, than, than movie filming. You know, it's very quick, quick turnaround and stuff like that. So um, probably more or less, uh, you know, getting a good uh, movie role, you know, either as a lead or a supporting role, even, you know, a good supporting role is always good. It's always needed, you know. Um, which I'm fine with, you know, I mean, unless I'm like a Liam Neeson or something like that, you know, who gets, who gets all these great fighting movies, you know? Yeah. That dude's like 70 years old and he's still doing action movies. Like what, how does that happen? Yeah. I, I want to, hopefully I have, uh, Irish blood in me that he has that yeah. I'll still be. Hey, <laughs> that would have been you if you landed Stranger Things, Jason. Yeah, no, no kidding. Ugh, man, that was a tough. I, that was the toughest one for me, honestly. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, um, there's. I, I keep bringing this up to people. There is a YouTube video that you know actors need to watch, and it's from Brian Cranston. It was an interview he did. It was like in this uh, bookstore type deal, and uh, it was his tips on the audition process, and it was very simple, and it makes so much sense. He's like, you know. Don't go into the audition room thinking you've got to book this job because that's just the added pressure you put on yourself and you're just going to screw yourself, basically. So you go in there, you've got the opportunity to go into a room, present your craft to whoever's there. So you go in there, be yourself, be prepared, make a bold choice, you know, connect with whoever's ever in there if you can. Do your, your scene, whatever else. If they redirect you, great. If not, you know, fine. Do your stuff. Walk out and forget about it, you know. <laughs> Don't yeah. put it on that you have got to get it because then you probably won't. And he went in with that attitude. And I guess once he did that, he's been booking stuff ever since. And obviously, you know, Breaking Bad and everything else happened to him. So, but uh, it's, it's just a good mind concept to have. You know, don't go in there thinking you've got to book it just because you've got yeah. to make rent, whatever else, because that's not going to cut it for you. And the, the, pe yeah. the camera can see it and the people in the room can see it. That's, uh, I actually read his book. If you haven't read it, it's, it's a must read no, for I haven't. anybody that, is getting into acting and and you hit he had that same thing in the book where it was like he got to the point where when he walked into the room to audition he's like you know if you go in thinking i i have to nail this i have to get it you know it just kind of slips through your fingers but if you, if you walk in with the attitude like i have a skill set that they need me more than i need them 
Like they need something that True. I offer. True. So if you walk in with that attitude, like if I don't get it, I don't get it. And that's kind of when things really flipped for him was when yeah. he started going in with that attitude of they need me more than I need them. That is true. Yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of actors, you know, you give the casting director all the power because you're like, oh, my God, you know, how do I impress them? How do I do this? Do that? Exactly. And they, every person that, you know, they want to cast the role. That's their job. So they want you to do your best. Um, it's just the pressure we put our, on ourselves as actors that, you know, it's like, well, you know, what do they want to see from us? It's like, who cares? Yeah. Even they may not know, you know, or they may know what they want to see. You come in there with this alternative bold choice. You're like, oh, wow, yeah. you know, that, that's different. And they may, you know, address that to the director. He's like, yeah, you know, maybe we should go with that instead. Instead of a man, make it a woman or vice versa or, mm -hmm. you know, different color. Who, you just never know. It's, and, it's fair. It's fair game. And you're right about that, too. A lot of, you know, most um, casting directors, like, they want you to succeed. They don't want you to fail. They want you to walk in and wow them because the less work they have to do, the better. <laughs> the less people they have Absolutely. to see, the better. Absolutely. So just walk in there with that mindset. Like, I have a skill set. I'm going to do what I do. And if they like it, they'll, they'll hire me because they need me. And if not, something else will come along. That, and that even, if you, even if you don't book that role, I mean, if you do a good enough job, they will remember you. And yes. they'll think, wait a minute, you know, I, there's another project that I knew about and I think he might be good for that. So, you know, they might put you on the back burner, but two or three projects later or so, yeah. they may call you up and say, Hey, by the way, yeah, I mean, you just got to have that, that positive attitude about it and just, you know, I don't care, you know, this is me you know, and that's all there's to it. It's hard. It's a really hard mindset to, to get into, but yeah. that's what you got to do. And that's the thing about uh, being such a small industry too. If they see something in you that somebody else might like, you know, they might be friends with another casting director and call them and say, hey, we got this guy who might be right for this part that you have. So just go in there with that attitude. You know, if it, you know people that listen to this show and want to be actors or comedians and just go in there with that attitude. Um, that yeah. and be nice to yes. everybody. God, I mean, you're you know, that Jacob. I was just... <laughs> hey, I'm nice to everyone. <laughs> I mean, it's been on the news recently, too, with that one movie that's going to be with J-Lo. And I forget the guy that was going to be co-star with her. Army her, Hammer. Yeah. Army Hammer, you know, and because of some interview he had with someone and what he said, you know, it, it kind of it, it brought him down and they had to recast the role, you know, and then, then Josh Duhamel, I guess how you pronounce his name. Yeah. He's got it now, you know. So, yeah, you know, watch what you say, you know, be nice, be professional. But, yeah, just be nice. I mean, you get because you never know. You know, today's uh, assistant is next is two years down the road, the director or something, for all you know. Um, we're coming up on the end. We got uh, we got our five minute warning from uh, oh. Zoom. So, um, okay. Jacob, you want to ask him the uh, the question we like to ask everybody? Uh Oh, yes. Uh, please. <laughs> oh, God. oh, boy. This is very important. Let us I'm know. Ready. I'm ready. Where can we find you on the oh. interwebs? Where where that can people? Is find Mr. Steve Ham and keep up with what you do. They can find Mr. Stephen P. Ham on my official website, uh, steveham.org. That takes you to uh, my, uh, my bio, my demo reel, my, all my behind the set pics and all my uh, social media uh, handles and, and media and fields and all that good stuff. So, but uh, Twitter, it's uh, at Steve Ham underscore actor, I believe. Uh, no, it's Steve just Steve Ham actor, Ham actor all, as well. all one word. 
is what it popped oh, up. Oh, okay. Me. All right. Yeah, I can't keep those things straight, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, I use Twitter mostly for the for the acting side, and yeah. uh, but I'm on course Facebook as well. You can find me there. So yeah, but I uh, I pretty much engage with almost everyone daily on, on Twitter just to you know network and just to you know say hey. So. So one last piece of advice for our listeners who are are want to be actors, want to start somewhere. What's your what's your one piece of advice you'd like to leave them with? Uh, take acting classes and uh, have a positive mindset for the old rejection that's going to come your way initially. But yeah, take acting classes and just if what you really want to do, then go in it with you know with with hundred percent and and don't stop because you're going to hit roadblocks along the way. And those that aren't aren't have the the the, the strength for it are just gonna gonna fall out. So it's it's a marathon. You got to keep a good pace. But yeah, just just stick with it. It's what you really want to do. Jacob, any last words before we leave this evening? Yes, I would just like to let everyone know because this is probably going to be the last episode that airs before the show. That January thirtieth, me and Mr. Jason Robbins are going to be doing some stand up comedy at B Lux in Biloxi, Mississippi. At 8.30 p.m. That's right. Be Lux in Biloxi, Mississippi. 8.30 p.m. Come see us do stand-up. It's going to be a great time. And wear your masks, people. Wear your mask. Right. Yeah. Mask. Wear your mask. Wear your mask. Yes. But, uh, if you don't wear your mask, you're not going to get into the venue. Yeah. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> but that's going to do it for tonight's show. Um, if you want to follow us we're, um, uh, individually, you can follow Jacob Craig Comedy on Twitter. And uh, what's your Facebook? Jacob, is it Jacob Craig Comedy too? Yeah, Facebook? I'm Jacob Craig Comedy on all platforms. And I am Jay Funktastic pretty much everywhere. So, But if you want to email us here at the show, you can email us at openmicerspodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget about our Patreon at patreon.com slash ompodcast. Go slip us a couple of bucks a month so we can keep the lights on here at the show. And don't forget, it's at openmicers on Twitter and Facebook. So we will see you guys next Thursday.